0: Do you ever struggle to have conversations with your teenager about sexual behavior, sexual identity, and to finding ways to discuss these topics in your home without making your teenager feel put on the spot or singled out? Well, one great way to do it is to have some conversations about interesting things sexual behavior that occurs in the animal kingdom by understanding what's going on in the animal kingdom. We can draw uh, a lot of parallels to human behavior and um, it can really open the floor to some great conversations with our family. We're going to be talking about that on an upcoming episode with Elliot Schreifer, the author of the new book, Queer Ducks. Here is a clip from that episode.
1: In Clownfish, you have like in Finding Nemo, a female in charge, and then all these males beneath her. If she dies, whichever male is at the top of the male hierarchy will turn female within an hour or two and become the group's female. Queer is a really, really old word. They used to call, you know, witches queer, right? Centuries ago. So it's been in English for a very long time. Up until the 1990s, it was always used pejoratively, right? Like, especially in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that queer, you know, that would be, it would be a really negative way of talking about someone. In the 90s, there was a sort of a movement afoot to reclaim the word, to kind of love away the hurtfulness of it. And that's when, you know, disciplines like queer theory and queer history were born, and it was taking back the word and and reclaiming it. One other insect chapter in there, and it's the fruit flies. And I think that actually might be interesting to people who are listening who are in families because it's a way of approaching sort of the nature versus nurture question around. Ooh. Does it come from genes or does it come from the culture? What are the sources? And when someone wants to do research on genes, they always turn to fruit flies because they have a really simple genome. When they want to look at sexuality and see like, is there a gay gene? The first place scientists turn were fruit flies. In the 90s, the scientists published a, out of a lab that they had found the gay gene, that they had turned fruit flies gay. And so it was, there's video of it. It's really kind of fascinating. They'd have these fruit flies in a petri dish and it is all male fruit flies and they are all sort of in a conga line of of just having sex just in a line all around this petri dish. (laughs) People have tried again. They tried it with humans to identify if there's a gay gene in humans. And the gold standard is twin studies, where if you have identical twins that are separated at birth for whatever reason, raised in different homes. is a great way of figuring out is sexuality genetic or cultural? Because if they're both gay, even though they were raised thousands of miles apart, it's a good sign that it was somewhere in their genes, right? But if they're not, then it's a good sign that it's the culture that one environment produced someone who was gay and one produced someone who was straight. Okay. Yeah. So when we look at all those studies put together and figure out how much of a correlation there is it's just sort of genetic. It's like 50 to 60 percent of sexuality is in your DNA, and the rest is comes from your environment, your culture, and how you grow up. So I find that actually the most heartening, because it just means there is an undeniable truth that in the the genes do contribute. So there is it's not just a choice that people are making. But if it were just genetic, you could test for it. You could do screenings uh, in utero to find out if your kid was going to be gay or lesbian or bisexual or anything. And that adds a whole host of really kind of horrific um, outcomes, potentially. So I think that mix is actually kind of what we all should be hoping for anyway.
0: Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get access to all the interviews I've conducted as well as new episodes weeks before the general public. It's completely affordable and your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.